0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, lift off.
1: Good afternoon. I'm Christian Zylstra, and you're listening to the Defender Football Pre-Game Show here on KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll have the 2020 fall regular season finale between the North University Defenders and the Briarcliff Chargers. The Defenders coming into today at 6-2 overall, Briarcliff 1-7. To get you set for today's contest, live in Sioux City, we'll have Mike Biker on the call. But before that, we'll get your Pack football report, the final one of the season, from GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra. We'll have another Door Football Senior interview today. It'll be David Kak the defensive end, joining us on the program. And, of course, Joel Penner, the head football coach at Door University. He'll join us to talk about last week's game, the season as a whole, and today's opponent, the Briarcliff Chargers. Some great insight and some great thoughts from some knowledgeable people. And so let's get to it. It's your GPAC Football Report here on KDCR with GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra.
2: This is the GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, November 21. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Grist Management the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On your Football Saturday report this week, let's begin with the scoreboard from last Saturday around the conference. Dakota Wesleyan was a winner over Jamestown, 35-16. It was Northwestern defeating Briarcliff, 38-21. And Dort defeated Hastings by the final score of 65-0. Concordia at Midland and Doan at Morningside were not played last Saturday. Here are your Hoffman America Sports. Week number 10, Football Players of the Week. The Offensive Player of the Week is Zachary Lester, quarterback from Dakota Wesleyan, the senior from Fairbanks, Alaska. 16 for 24, 199 yards through the air with four touchdowns and no interceptions. He also added 28 yards on the ground as the Tigers defeated Jamestown 25-16. to 16. Dominic Warmbine, defensive end from Dakota Wesleyan, is the Defensive Player of the Week. Junior from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, anchored the Tigers' defense. Six tackles, three and a half sacks, 18 yards lost in that contest against the Jimmies. as Dakota Wesleyan picked up the win. And Dakota Wesleyan will host Concordia this week. We'll have more on that in just a little bit. Brett Zachman, the kicker from Dort, is the special teams player of the week. The sophomore from Leesburg, Florida, made all six of his PATs. Also a 29-yard field goal. Hasn't missed a field goal all year, 9 for 9, and converted a field goal in each of the last six games for the defenders that's a look back at last week around the great plains athletic conference coming up after the break we'll preview this week in g-pack football the g-pack football saturday report will continue right after this the great plains athletic conference was founded in 2000 and is proud of its academic and athletic excellence Since the league began, we have had 31 NAIA National Team Championships and boast over 700 NAIA Dactronics Scholar-Athletes annually. To learn more about the GPAC, including fan protocols during COVID-19, go to our website at gpacsports.com or follow us on Twitter at GPAC Sports. It is the final Saturday of G Pack football this week, and let's jump right into the schedule of matchups around the conference. There are three of them. They all kick off at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Hastings will be in Sioux City to take on Morningside and the Mustangs at Elwood Olson Stadium. Dakota Wesleyan will be at home against the visiting Concordia Bulldogs at Joe Quinto Field. And Dort goes to Sioux City, where they will take on Briarcliff and the Chargers at Memorial Field. Again, those three games are at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Doan at Jamestown has been canceled, and that does lead us to a Monday night game next week that we will mention today as well. To wrap up the fall season, Jamestown will be in Orange City where they will take on Northwestern. And the Red Raiders, that will be a 6 o'clock kick next Monday night in Orange City. The complete standings are on our website for GPAC football. Coming into the weekend, Morningside is 7-0. and Northwestern is 7-1, Dort is 6-2 in GPAC football. Be sure to visit our website of gpacsports.com and those fan protocol uh, pages for each school around the league. Make sure you check those out. If you've not yet given us a follow on Twitter, we are at GPAC Sports, another great way to follow the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Busy weekend as the fall sports wrap up around the league. Volleyball and soccer in that grouping. Again, details on the website. This has been your GPAC Football Saturday Report. For Saturday, November 21, I'm Corey Westra for the Great Plains Athletic Conference.
1: I'm Christian Zylstra, and welcome back here to the Defender Football pregame show as we're getting you set for today's showdown between the Briarcliff Chargers and the Dort University Defenders. It's the 2020 regular season finale, and that means it's time for our finale of our Dort Football Senior Interview. We've talked to a number of seniors over the course of this semester, and today we're going to wrap up our segment with defensive end David Kak So you come to Dort University from Pella, Iowa, How did you first hear about DORT and what stood out to you about the university during the recruiting process where you said, you know, this is where I want to continue my athletic career. This is where I want to continue my education.
3: Well, as someone from Pella, DORT was something I was kind of always exposed to. Pella Christian especially, a lot of people from my graduating class and even going back before that had gone to DORT. So I knew a lot about DORT previously. But what kind of drew me to Dort at the beginning was the experience that I had on campus and when I first talked to the football coaches and the people around the program. I realized that who I'd be in four years after Dort would be better than anywhere else, that I'd grow as a person, as a Christian, as a man. And that's really what I wanted from my college experience. This fall camp, obviously, this whole year has been
1: unlike any other. But when you're preparing for a senior season, you know, Everything that normally goes into it, obviously that was all affected and shifted and adjusted. How did you personally have to adjust this summer as
3: you tried to get ready for your senior season? Well, for me, I guess it wasn't entirely different. I was back in Pella again over the summer, and uh, one of the benefits about that is that there's a lot of people on the football team currently that are in the Pella area. So over the summer... It was easy to get together with them and work out. And the other thing with technology being as what it is today, it's very easy to stay connected with both the coaches and other players in the team. So it was a lot different this off season, but it wasn't something that we couldn't handle. And our team is built for stuff like this. And having people around you, especially in the Pellet area, really wasn't something that I didn't feel like you could handle and get better in. For people who haven't gotten the chance to know you personally, how
1: would you describe your personality? How would you describe, you know, just your everyday life? What kind of guy are you? And then how does that compare to maybe the way you approach
3: things on the football field? Interesting question. I'd say probably most people would describe me as measured and thought out. I wouldn't say deep thinker necessarily because that's probably giving me more credit than I deserve, but... I do think quite a bit about the process of things, and I think that shows up in my football play in that when I go into something, I've really put a lot of thought into what the other team's doing and what I'm going to do. So it's not something that I've just jumped into without any preparation or without any foreplanning. You've had a great career, obviously, as a
1: door football player, and we continue to see this program hit new strides, reach new marks every year. For a football program like Dork, what does it look like when it's playing at its peak, when it's at its healthiest from its competition level to its just the structure of the program away from the field? I mean, what does the peak look like for a program like this?
3: For a lot of teams, the peak would be on the field success, and that's definitely something that we're interested in as Dort football. We've always said, you know, the longer we play, the better we get. But the peak for Dort football isn't necessarily a national championship or a GPAC championship or a playoff appearance. The peak football is when we accomplish the parts of our program that are essential to us, growing men, having kingdom impact, having a spiritual impact here on campus, and also competing fiercely on the field. So when we're doing all those things at our peak potential, that's our peak. As a senior looking back at this program, how important has the sport of football been in your life
1: and specifically this staff and this program?
3: First of all, it's been a steadying force. College and kind of this transitional period for a lot of people, including myself, is a time where you're you're kind of learning a lot about yourself and growing in ways you weren't quite sure was going to happen. So to have people on the football team, especially with the coaching staff that are guiding you that strong Christian men, my development has been increased a lot because I'm around people like that.
1: Welcome back. I'm Christian Zylstra, your host of both the Premier Communications Defender Coaches Show and the Defender Football Pre-Game Show here on KDCR 88.5 FM and online at kdcr885.com. We're joined now by Joel Penner, the head football coach here at Dort University, talking about the Defenders game last week against Hastings, how the season in general, as well as the game today against the Briarcliff Chargers, the 2020 fall regular season finale. So, Coach Penner, last week against Hastings, your offense accrued 538 yards and scored 65 points. You averaged over 7 yards per carry and were just two Charlie Young yards away from having three 100-yard rushers in the game. Why was your offense so effective, so efficient? Why was it so dominant, especially on the ground last week against Hastings?
4: Yeah, I think uh, our, our team is living up to our motto, the longer we play, the better we get. I mean, we, we should play a better game than when we played Morningside. Uh, obviously a very different opponent, but uh, we attacked that bye week after the Morningside game with the same tenacity that we attacked the preparation to play the number one team in the country. And and when you do that, I'm not sure other teams are always doing that in November. And And I think what you saw on Saturday was a team that's just – completely sold out to the idea of i don't care who we're playing this week we're getting better and of course we had a great test against morningside and so we just tried to carry that momentum of playing our best football and offensively i think we we just found some things you know they they schematically um they give us some opportunities and we're opportunistic as coaches on, on our offensive staff of of seeing things that will fit our personnel and Ethan Thomas came in and played the entire second half and a couple series in the first, and it was just awesome for him. He had so much, so much experience that he needs. Um, you know, if you remember, he was a wide receiver four months ago, and so with almost no preparation to be a quarterback in college, he he needed some reps
1: and he got those, and so that was really good. We've seen the offense put up points against Hastings seventy last year, sixty five this year. The defense gave up some big plays against Hastings last year. This year, the numbers were just as pretty as the offense. Only two completions allowed, 190 total yards allowed, 3.5 yards allowed per play, and you know, always the the prettiest number, the zero, the shutout. What made your defense so dominant against Hastings this time around?
4: Yeah, I, I think some of the same stuff that I mentioned. They they were just so hungry. Every defense wants wants a shutout, and we hadn't had one yet this year. Um, I think we capitalized on. You know, Hastings, we, we really expected I don't know if you remember the the interview last week, but I really expected Hastings to take some shots and, and push the ball downfield. Um, and they really didn't do that. They really went with the try to run clock, time of possession, and this game as fast as possible approach, and it surprised us a little bit. And so um, for us it was about fitting the run game. It was about um, if they, they did throw, making the quarterback very uncomfortable, which I thought we did a good job of, and then just playing really hard right to the end. We They had a lot of long fields, too. We really did a great job in special teams of forcing the football deep, whether it was a punt or a kickoff, and, and they just weren't really built to go that kind of distance against our, our defense, especially the way they were playing.
1: In eight games this year, your offense has scored at least 40 points on six occasions, and on defense you've allowed 19 or fewer on six of eight occasions. So, you know, a fair number of your wins this year have been by comfortable margins in the uh, the final margin standpoint. How do you instill that drive out of your guys that it's, an, it's not just getting that lead, it's not just establishing a sizable advantage, but then, you know, those starters, the guys subbing in, they continue to push that. Test Every rep two, matters. Every moment is an opportunity. How do you instill that culture in a group of young men?
4: We train the heart of a competitor. We don't train what it's going to take to score more points than the other team. Some weeks to score more points than our opponent would mean we competed our brains out. But if that's the way we went into the Hastings game and we won by a touchdown or two, we would have massively uh, underperformed. From the beginning, we've, we've trained the heart of the competitor. We've talked about um, having a dominance mindset has no bearing on who you're playing. I don't care the, uh, which opponent is across from us. Our greatest opponent, we believe, is the elusive best self performance. What is my personal best performance? There's no bearing on, on who, who we're playing that day. And so literally, uh, we were up 42 to nothing, and I remember going into the halftime, at the the locker room and just saying just getting after the guys not not like you're doing poorly or I'm upset but you're going to have to fight the temptation when your opponent isn't challenging you there's still plenty of things that are challenging you and so get after it so I don't know if it's a simple answer but to me it it just comes down to the heart of a competitor and you have an opportunity to play only nine times this year why would you waste one second one play one half one game Um, you just got to go out and do it and They've bought into it. We we've had so many moments where the guys were literally clueless on what the score was because it shouldn't affect how we play. So why look at it? Why let it encourage you or discourage you or motivate you or demotivate you? Don't let the scoreboard do that. If you're a if you're a true competitor, you're just going to play because you can. I don't know. It's it's like anything. It's repetition. You get what you emphasize. That's a huge huge part of our uh, identity and our DNA as a team, and it's fun to see it happen. We've had. You know, there's not one game this year where if we should have won, we didn't really, really pour it on. Like we've, we've had a lot of blowouts this year because we can, if we can, we should. And then in the games where we played uh, equal or better talent, um, you know, we were very, very competitive. So it's been, it's been great to see our team buy into that this year.
1: Thanksgiving next week in this season of thanks, you alluded to nine opportunities this year, nine games. Normally, you know, you'd play 10 or 11 in the regular season, but what are you most thankful for about the opportunity that this season presented to get out there nine times and to play nine games? My goodness. Uh, There hasn't been a day gone by
4: where uh, our team hasn't uh, given thanks for the, just the opportunity for how good we've had it. We had a really rough start with, with COVID and quarantines and, and all that. But after that, it's been uh, just incredible this year with, with our team. And we know how rare that is. You know, there are, 31 NAI football teams that attempted to play this fall, and, and and only 19 or so will end up playing the full schedule they intended. We are one of 19 teams to get all our games in. There's not, there's no chance we were going to take that for granted, and so uh, you see it in our, the way our guys play. I think the world's a stressful place right now. Um, hopefully, when they come to practice and when they play a football game, that just disappears for a little while, and they get to focus on the game they love, and that's that's what we've tried to well, we haven't had a try. That, that's where our guys are at, and and uh, we got one more opportunity this week, this weekend here, and and
1: hopefully we we take take full advantage of it. Yeah, the opponent this week, Briar Cliff, four straight victories over the Chargers for the Defenders last year, a 43 to seven score line. The Chargers coming at one in seven, they were able to force six turnovers last week against Northwestern. Though, when you look at Briar Cliff the defense kind of the strength of this team what challenge do you anticipate there and what do you want to see from the guys as you try to put an exclamation point on this 2020 season
4: you know the strength of our uh, briar cliff's team like you said is the defense Uh, offensively they do Uh, unlike the game we saw last week they do try to take shots and if if they they could catch us if we're not playing disciplined football especially in the back end Uh, in the secondary they could catch us we have to be be really uh, good at keeping everything in front of us but the defense um, they're opportunistic they score points on defense as we saw last week and so yeah what what we need to do as a team in this game just do what we've done all year improve from last week what are the things that got us last week make sure they don't get us again another great week of practice guys are dialed in I think there's this sense of for a lot of our especially our seniors like this is it and uh, with the playoffs being an uncertainty for us right now, we're going to play this game like it is our last because in all likelihood it very well could be. So it should be a good day and uh, just thankful to be able to do it again.
1: Nine opportunities this season, one left to go. We're looking forward to it. Can't wait to see how it all shakes out. Coach Penner, always appreciate your time and safe travels down to Sioux City. Thanks, Christian. Thanks again to uh, Corey Westra, the Pack commissioner, DORT defensive end David Kakwarinski, and DORT University head football coach Joel Penner for joining us and for their insights here on the Defender Football Pre-Game Show. The Defenders coming off a 65 to nothing victory over Hastings. Covered that with Coach Penner. It was a dominant performance on both sides of the ball. And the Defenders are planning, not just hoping, but they're planning on replicating a lot of that success again today. It's the 6-2 and two Dort University Defenders at the 1-7 and seven Briarcliff Chargers. Already been one of the best seasons in Dort University football program history, and a win today would definitely, definitely seal that. It would tie the most individual wins in a season with seven. It would be the fewest losses in a season with only two, and both of those losses won score games against Northwestern and Morningside. So, been an incredible year. It's a season of thanks. We're thankful for the opportunity to have Dort football again this season. Nine games. I know it's one or two less than you typically get to see, but it's been such an awesome opportunity and a great pleasure to have a Dort football back and to see the growth of the program and the growth of the individuals within the program. We're inching closer to kickoff just a few minutes away, and uh, let's go out to Mike Biker now in Sioux City, Iowa. He'll have your call live on KDCR. Don't forget, we'll have Dort University basketball on KDCR as well following the conclusion of Dort football. At Briarcliff. That'll do it for the Defender Football Pre-Game Show. I'm Christian Zylstra. Have a great Saturday afternoon, and we'll toss it out to Mike Biker in Sioux City.
5: I appreciate it greatly, Christian, and we get set for Dort football as the Defenders kick it off against the Briarcliff Chargers this afternoon on a sun-drenched afternoon. November 21, here we are, the final game of the regular season for the Dort defenders, and as Coach Penner said, we're planning on this being the final game of the season. Who knows what the spring semester will bring in terms of a playoff, but uh, we're going to play this final one out and see if the Dort defenders can get to 7-2 and two this season in Great Plains Athletic Conference play. The kick is up, and we are underway with football, taken at the 12 to the 15 to the 20, 25, 30, and 32-yard line before being brought down. That is Briarcliff's return man, Jalen Bowman, and we are Briarcliff with a football to start this afternoon's contest. Briarcliff will open with it, first down and 10 at their own 32-yard line, just underway. And we'll make a notation of that, Briarcliff at their own 32 to start. And the Dort defense on the field, Dort in their white jerseys. Black sleeves, black pants, and gold striping down the pants. Black numerals trimmed out in gold. For our clip for the football. Caden Mitchell, scheduled to be the starting quarterback. And he hands it off. Straight ahead carry, maybe two or three on the play for the Chargers. Tackle made by Josh Morasic. And the carry that time by Dawson Forcello. Forcello, 6'1, 220 pounder from Gray Bowl, Wyoming, with the carry. Sets up second down and seven. So a gain of three on the play. And Briarcliff will empty the backfield. Caden Mitchell with the football will uh, get the snap six yards deep in the pocket. Caden Mitchell directing traffic. Safety for the defenders about 12 yards deep in the uh, defensive backfield. Breakdown in coverage. Completion over to Dawson Forcello, and Forcello picks up a first down for the Chargers out to the 48-yard line. So a completion out to the 47 actually before he slipped and fell and the Briarcliff Chargers complete a pass from Caden Mitchell. Mitchell puts Forcella back in the backfield. Mitchell Sends a man in motion from right to left. That's Craig or Clark. He hands it off to Forsella. And Forsella is submarined at the play. That's David Kakmierenski. First player there for the defenders. It'll be second down and long. 13.40 and counting left to play in the first quarter. Just underway here from Sioux City and Memorial Field. It's been a long time since I've been to Memorial Field. Briarcliff has played their early games here. And then they transitioned to playing at the Dakota Dome in USD on the University of South Dakota's campus. There's some upgrades done to Memorial Field, namely artificial turf. Rollout pass, incomplete, intended on the sideline for Kobe Johnson from Caden Mitchell. Might have been a penalty on the play. No flag comes out, though. It'll be third down and nine. Might have been a pass interference for the defenders, getting there just a shade early from my vantage point. That was Abraham Stays. Very nearly a penalty, but a no call comes, so it's third down and nine. Clock is stopped after the incomplete pass. Pistol formation for Caden Mitchell. Mitchell has Forcella behind him. Forcella averaging three yards per carry. Mitchell, freshman from Oxford, Connecticut, runs option, pitches it to Forcella, and Forcella is stopped just beyond the line of scrimmage, maybe picks up one on the play, and it looks like We'll have a punt with 13.04 remaining left in the first quarter. And on to punt for the uh, Chargers will be Robert Robinson. So Robinson will be punting from the Briarcliff 49-yard line. Nathan Cabango back at the 15-yard line for the defenders. Snap to Robinson, left-footed kick, spiraling kick towards the sideline and Cabango unable to field it in play. Out of bounds he goes with it at the 13 yard line and that is where Dort will start. First down and 10 at their own 13. Now this Briarcliff defense, not a bad defense by any stretch. They just uh, can't get off of the field. They end up being on the field a lot because Barcliffe's offense cannot move the football regularly. So the defenders, first down and 10. Empty the backfield. Noah down. Noah Clayberg back to pass. Clayberg steps up in the pocket. Passes over the middle. Pass is complete to Hayden Large. Hayden Large over the middle to the 36-yard line. So that's a pickup of 23 on the play for the defenders as they go to the freshman tight end from Hudsonville, Michigan. First down and 10 for the defenders at their own 36. Empty backfield again for Clayburgh. Three receivers set to the left. Clayburgh back to pass. Tight end screen. They go to large. Large out to the 44-yard line. So Hayden large. First two catches of the day for the defenders. A pickup of seven on the play. It's going to be 2nd down and 3. 2nd and 3 from the 43-yard line. Dort moving out from the shadow of their own goal line. Quickly, this is Klayberg. Klayberg passes over to Raphael Carr, and we have movement along the line of scrimmage. False start's going to be against the defenders. That'll negate what would have been a completion to Raphael Carr. It's 1st down, oh, pardon me, it'll be 2nd down and long. So 2nd down and long for the defenders. Unique opportunity for me this afternoon in the press box. I've got the Dort coaching staff directly to my left. No separation between myself and them. Narrow side of the field, Dort has two receivers set that way. Kleberg in the pocket, he's flushed from the pocket. Wants to pick up a block and dives forward, picks up three. Looked like there wasn't anything there, but he manages to get back to the 40-yard line and that'll set up third down and six. Third and six, Carter Skibout in the game at running back. Large will line up on the right side. Bolden and Jungling are to the near side. Rolling left, Clayberg. Clayberg stops, throws it, Pass is incomplete in and out of the hands of Eli Bolden. And that would have been enough for a Dort first down. Instead it's fourth down and six, and it appears Dort will be forced to punt. 11-11 left to play in the first quarter. Dort's offense stalls out at their own 40. Untimely penalty. Turned a second and a six situation into or pardon me, a second down and four situation into a second down and nine. And the defenders unable to get moving. Eli Bolden had a chance at that pass catch. Would have been about a 20-yard pickup on the play, but in and out of his hands on the sideline. He also had coverage draped all over him. Noah Clayburg is on to punt. And Clayburg, the line drive kick taken at the 25-yard line to the 30 and to the 33-yard line before he is brought down. And that is where Briarcliff will take over. Dom on the tackle for the defenders along with, and uh, got to double-check some of those special teamers for the defenders. That was Ryan Oliveira. So first and ten for the Briarcliff Chargers. This time they're at their own 33-yard line, so Dort was forced to punt, and the Chargers with their second possession. We're still scoreless. 11:02 left to play here in the first quarter. Pass complete to the far side. Short gain on the play. Cabango on the tackle. Gain of four on the pass on the far side. Over to uh, Craig or Clark going to set up second down and six, so a gain of four on the play. Caden Mitchell, your quarterback, completing right at 40% of his passes coming into the game, but he's had a good start to today's contest. Second down and six. Dort with three down linemen. Caden Mitchell fakes the handoff, and the pass is incomplete. Aaron Okoro engaged that time with Nathan Cabongo. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be third and six. Third and six. Clock stops on the incomplete pass with 10.28 left to play in the first quarter. Scoreless. Near side corner is Mino Jones. Sliding over to pick up a man in the slot that Saberham stays. Caden Mitchell empties the backfield. Three receivers set to the right. Two to the left. Back to pass, Mitchell. Mitchell, quick release pass is complete over to Crager Clark, and Clark is down near midfield, and that's enough for a Briarcliff first down. That's a gain of about 13 on the play, and the Chargers are in Dort territory at the 49-yard line. Briarcliff, very simply, going with those short passes, 7 to 12 yards, and so far the Dort defense giving up completions. It's first down and ten. Fresh set of downs for the Chargers in Dort territory at the 49-yard line. Clark is in motion. He hands it off to Forsella. Forsella, not much there. Upended by the defenders, Jalen Placide. So a gain of three on the play. It's going to be second down and seven, and that's about what Forsella will do. So Forsella has been the running back of choice for the Chargers so far in this one. Second down and six, handoff Forsella. Forsella lunging forward, second effort did to get him a first down. Looks like he's going to be just shy of the first down. It's going to be third down and short. Third and short at the 40. So Briarcliff, the second effort by Forsella, not quite enough for a first down. Caden Mitchell is your running back. Pardon me is your quarterback. Forcella is eight yards deep in the backfield. Sending Craig Clark right to left. They're gonna run option and picking up the first down is Clark. Pardon me is Mitchell. Mitchell stopped at the 39-yard line, but more than enough for a Briar Cliff. First down. So the Chargers. Moving the football into Dort territory at the 39-yard line now. So Briarcliff sustaining a drive that started with 11-11 left to go in the first quarter. We're now at 8:35 left to play in the first quarter. They've held the ball for nearly three minutes and moved from their own 33 to the Dort 39. Back to pass is Mitchell. Mitchell pumped right. Now looks to the far sideline and passes incomplete to the Dort sideline. That will set up 2nd down and 10. In effect, Mitchell throwing that pass away. Dordun able to get pressure that time on Mitchell. Mitchell able to look left, or pardon me, looked right initially. And then came back to the left side, the far side of the field. Memorial, St- Memorial Field configured running east and west. Second down and ten. Handoff for Sella. For Sella. Not much there. Second effort maybe gets him a yard. David Kakmarinski on the tackle. It's going to be third down and nine. And they give him nothing on the play, actually. It's going to be third down and ten. Briar Cliff inside the at 40 at the thirty-nine yard line. Interesting to see what they do here. Are they thinking two plays to pick up ten or kind of in no man's land right now? Caden Mitchell. Eyeing the sideline. He does have his running back, Forcella behind him. Mitchell fakes the pitch in trouble, and he drops the football. He went down. Colin Ostenink will be credited with a quarterback sack and a forced fumble. And Caden Mitchell has to fall on top of it. 11 yards back, so an 11-yard loss on the play, and that takes going for it on fourth down. Out of the equation, so Colin Ostenink with yet another sack for the defenders. Ostenink, his seventh sack of the year, his tenth tackle for a loss. He's putting together a very strong season. Obviously, a All-Great Plains Athletic Conference conversation to be had if he can make an honor team this year. Nathan Cabongo fields the punt, calls for a fair catch. At the 16-yard line. So after surrendering some yards, Dort forcing Briarcliff to punt from their own 49-yard line. That was with 7.06 left to play in the first quarter. And we have a player shaken up for the Briarcliff Chargers. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Player being attended to for the Chargers. Looks like an offensive lineman. And is that Corey Woodruff? It's either 78 or 79. My eyes are not what they once were. And that does look like it's Corey Woodruff. Woodruff, 6'4, 330 pounder, junior. And he will come off of the field under his own power. First down and 10 for the defenders. 7.06 remaining. Here in the first quarter, we are scoreless. Dort goes to running back in the backfield. And I believe that is Michael Sonderman getting the call here. Nope, that's Carter Skeebop. Skeebop picks up four on the play. It's going to be second down and six. Tough angle to see who was stationed by Clayberg initially. Clayberg now passes to the far side. Pass is complete to Jaden Hoistman. And Hoistman out beyond the 40 to the 42-yard line. And that's a big gain for Hoistman. That is a 23-yard pickup on the play for the sophomore from Pella. Dort now in. Briarcliff at the 42-yard line of their own 42-yard line. Noah Klaver stopped at the line of scrimmage as he scrambles to the right. It'll be second down and long for Dort. Second down and long for Hoistman. That was his 21st catch of the year. He's averaging better than 12 yards per catch. Dort's going to run option to the near side. Claber gets a scene. He's to midfield, 50, 45, 40. One man to beat. Angles to the right. He's on the numbers on the far side, 30, 25, 20. Breaks a tackle down to the 15-yard line. He is forced out of bounds at the 12-yard line. That is a 41-yard carry by Noah Clayberg, and the Dort defenders have the football first and 10 at the Briarcliff 12, and Dort is threatening. Briarcliff in their blue jerseys, more of a royal blue, gold numbers trimmed in white, passes complete to Bolden. Bolden couldn't get a clean handle on it. Now they're going to say the pass was incomplete to Eli Bolden. Pass was just a shade behind him, Tried to start moving before he had the football and it was struggling to hang on to it at the time. Sets up second down and 10 for the defenders at the of 12 and the clock is stopped. 5.40 left to play, first quarter of action. Skeeb is in the backfield. They hand it off to Carter. Carter straight ahead, maybe to the 10. Short gain on the play. It's going to be third down. Third down and long for the defenders. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Hayden Large will line up in the slot. He's had a good game thus far. A couple of catches for Large. Let's keep our eye on him. Clayberg looking to the end zone. Pass into the end zone, and there it was. Hayden Large camping out. Back's out of the end zone. 12-yard. i we'll make that an 11-yard. Pass completion from Clayburgh to Large, and the defenders lead six to nothing with 5:05 remaining here in the first quarter. On to attempt the point after try. This is Brett Zachman, Zachman, the reigning Great Plains Athletic Conference special teams player of the week. He'll kick it out of the hole to Blade Coon. Snap is down, kick is up, plenty of leg. And it's good. And the Dort defenders with a 7-0 lead with 5.05 remaining here in the first quarter. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Back with more from Sioux City right after this. It's- You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Dort to drive that started with 7.06 left to go in the first quarter. They start at their own 16-yard line. They capitalized with an 11-yard Clayberg to large catch. And Dort kicking off, taken at the 5-yard line to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. 25-30. And brought down right at the 30-yard line. That is Barcliffe's Patrick Gassant. Gassant on the, on the return, and that is where Briarcliff will start. For Dort, along the defensive line, looks like we might have some changes. Colin Thornton playing a defensive tackle this afternoon for the defenders. Jessup Leakey, also a tackle. Osten Inc. and Kak Marinski are your ends. Hayden Mitchell hands it off. And another carry by Forsella. And Forcella picks up three on the play. Forcella entered today with twenty-five rushes for 76 yards, right at three yards per carry at a long of 20 so far this season. He had a pickup of four on that play. It's second down and six. 430 left to play. In the first quarter. Mitchell empties the backfield. Back to pass. Quick pass is incomplete. Intended for Forcella on the coverage for the defenders. That was Quentin Murphy. It's going to set up third down and six, and the clock stops on the incomplete pass. Pass falls on the incomplete. Pardon me. The uh, clock stops on that incomplete pass. Over the middle, Briarcliff trying to get rid of it quick. Don't want their uh, offensive line to have to deal with the Dort defensive line for very long. Dort defensively, Colton Vanderburg lines up on the near side now, upright end. Back to pass, rolling right is Mitchell. Mitchell, pass is complete, but it's going to be short of the first down intended for Jalen Bowman. And they're going to signal a first down on that play. Uh, very close to the first down marker. I thought he was short, but a generous spot this afternoon. And Caden Mitchell. Caden Mitchell will be barking signals, and snap is over his head. He's in trouble. Falls on top of it, maintains possession of it at the 20-yard line. And that will be a loss of 18 on the play. That'll set up second down and 28. Snap simply went over Mitchell's head, and all he could do is race back and fall on top of it. Self-inflicted injury that time by the Briarcliff Chargers. And it sets up second down and 28 in this offense. I don't know if it's built for these types of situations. Not many offenses are. Caden Mitchell back to pass. He's going to take a shot down the field, and the pass is incomplete. Unable to catch it was Ryan Cody. On the coverage was Nathan Cabango in front of the Barcliffe bench, and we also have a player shaking up on the play. Looks like it might be the quarterback, Caden Mitchell, and they dropped a flag on the play as well, so we might have a roughing the passer call coming here and that will result in an automatic first down as well for the Chargers but right now for the Chargers, their main concern here will be if Mitchell can continue. Mitchell, this is a Briarcliff team that has been very thin at quarterback most of the season and he's going to get up and walk to the sideline. DeAndre Collins-Jones is going to come on in relief, it appears. Cliff's Dennis Wagner out attending to his player initially and then takes an opportunity to voice his opinion with the officiating crew. And we'll wait for the signal from the official. Dort leading seven to nothing.
0: Personal foul,
1: running the passer. Defense number forty-four.
3: The passer was defenseless. The hit was high. Number forty-four has disqualified himself from the game.
5: So Josh Morazic, you just heard the referee. Uh, he is disqualified from the contest and uh, so he goes to the sideline they said that the hit was high you heard the explanation from the referee in all honesty I was following the flight of the football I did not see it but the uh, referee signaling that to the quarterback was a defensive, defenseless player at the time hit was high And uh, Josh Marazic goes to the sideline. So now the defenders will have to go without their defensive leader, Marazic. Marazic, their tackle leader this season. 54 54 tackles coming into the ballgame. And now the referee over on the far sideline. Talking to the Dort coaching staff. 3.17 left to go in the first quarter. It's 7 nothing. Dort leading Briarcliff. New quarterback in for the Chargers will be DeAndre Collins Jones. And now the defenders will go without their middle linebacker, Josh Morazic, who has been disqualified from the contest. Deontre Collins-Jones, 5'11", 190-pounders, a senior from Fort Wayne, Indiana. They hand it off to Forsella. Forsella, straight-ahead carry, picks up four on the play. It'll be second and six. That also resulted in an automatic first down for the Chargers. So after facing second down and twenty-eight, they get an automatic. They get fifteen yards. They also get an automatic first down. So now it's second down and six. Joe, Collins Jones here quarterback. Don't have much in the way of numbers on Collins Jones. They bunch the formation. Collins-Jones is brought down after a one- or two-yard pickup on the play. Brayton Van there for the stop. It'll be third down and four. Third and four. Briarcliff at their own 41-yard line. Need the 45 for a first down. So third down and four. Collins-Jones... Collins Jones sends a man in motion from left to right. That is Kobe Johnson. Hands it off to Forcella, and Forcella struggling forward, maybe picks up two on the play. He's brought down by the defender's Jessup Leakey, and Briarcliff will be forced to punt with 152 remaining here in the first quarter. Own 43 yard line, so Briarcliff. Punting from his own 43-yard line. Nathan Kabongo back at about the 25-yard line. So it's fourth down and two. Line drive kick taken by Kabongo at the 23-yard line. And that is where Dort will start. So that ends up being a 34-yard punt by the Chargers. And the defenders will take over first down and 10 in their own territory. You're listening to KDC Arsu Center, 88.5. Today's broadcast made possible by American State Bank, Boran Sons, CNH Body Repair, and Farmers Mutual Insurance Association. 1.15 remaining here in the first quarter. Dort leading 7 0. Handoff to Carter Skiabout. Skiabout picks up three on the play. It'll be second down and seven. Doored out to the 25-yard line, starting at their own 23. One minute left to play in the first quarter of action. Eli Bolden up to the line of scrimmage on the near side. Clayberg fakes the handoff, pitches it. Right side, Anthony Trojan. Trojan wide open over the top. And there they are, off to the races. Pass completed to Levi Jungling. And Jungling races into the end zone. Touchdown, defenders. That's Anthony Trojan to Levi Jungling. And the defenders. With a seventy-five yard pass completion. Officially Trojan to jungling. All started with the option pitch. So a seventy-four yard touchdown officially. And Brett Zachman is on to attempt the point after. Dort trying to make it 14 to nothing after the pass from Trojan to Jungling and the cornerback and we've got a flag on the play. (laughs) The defenders leading 13 to nothing pending this call. And they finally ruled that the point after try was good. There was a penalty flag on the play, 12 men on the field for the Chargers. And with 40 seconds left to play in the first quarter, Dort leads 14 to nothing. You're listening to KDC Sioux Center. 885 back with more after this. 75-yard pass from Trojan to Jungling and I'm told that the Defenders have been working on that play all season long just waiting for the right opportunity to break it out. Dort leading 14 to nothing evidently today, the day. On to kickoff for the Defenders. Penalty applied on the kickoff. This is Zachman. Zachman, a line drive punt taken at the 10-yard line. It's bobbled and finally picked up by Gassant. Gassant at the 12 and Gassant chased down from behind and Gassant tackled by Christian and also, I believe that was Dom who was on the tackle and Gassant comes up slowly and the Chargers will take over first down and 10. At their own 11-yard line. So Briarcliff taking over first down and 10. 31 seconds remaining. First quarter of play. Offensively, yeah, was. they now have Collins-Jones at quarterback. Collins-Jones hands it off. And there's nothing there. David Kakmarinski a tackle for loss on the handoff to Forcella. For tackled for a three-yard loss by Marinsky. and for Marinsky, entered play today with eight tackles for loss. Also has an interception and a fumble recovering. See if Briar Cliff gets one more play off here before the half, com- or before the quarter comes to an end. Collins Jones under pressure, and everything rains down on him. Ball is loose. It's in the end zone. Still loose, and Dort's going to fall on top of it out of the end zone. That's a safety, and the, qu- the quarter ends on a safety as Dort brought pressure, and the defenders take a 16 to nothing lead, and they will be getting a free kick. When we resume play right after this, you're listening to Dort football on KDCR 88.5. Dort leads sixteen to nothing. Bro- Briarcliff will be punt. Uh, will be uh, kicking off from their own twenty. You have the choice if you want to punt or kick off on a free kick. That is the offense's choice, and until they give it up, they are the offense. And uh, kicking off will be Jonathan Branner, and Dort will get it in good field position here. Stays and Jungling stationed at their own 30-yard line. Branner approaching a high end-over-end kick. This is going to be taken by Jungling at the 28-yard line to the 30. 35-40 to midfield, and he falls forward at the 49-yard line. And that is where Dort will start first down and 10 with 14.54 remaining here in the first half. So Dort with it at the Briarcliff 49, great field position. All that set up by safety on the last play of the first quarter when Collins Jones ended up fumbling it into the end zone. Briarcliff tried to cover it up, then Dort knocked it loose again, and it ended up out of the back of the end zone. For a safety. Pass completed over to Jaden Heisman. Heisman beyond the 40 down to the 38 yard line. That's a pickup of 11 yards on the play. It'll be first down for the defenders at the Briarcliff 38 yard line. 14.46 remaining. First half of play. Dort leading 16 to nothing. Back to pass Clayburg. Clayburg pass floated out and uh, incomplete intended for Bolden. Wide side of the field, and that one could have been going back the other way. Cornerback playing very soft, though, on Bolden. He didn't get a good jump on it. It's second down and ten, and the clock stops. Second and ten. Trojan in the backfield along with Clayburg Fake the handoff. Now pitch it over to Jungling. Jungling on the option, and Levi Jungling picks up eight yards on the play. Before he is stacked up, and the whistles come out, actually at the 31-yard line, so a gain of six on the play. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. And it's going to be third down. Third down, so, and yeah, three. Oh, so a gain of seven on the play officially. Clayberg oh, picks it up, passes over to Hoistman. Hoistman able to pick up enough for a first down. Caught that at the 30. Falls forward to the 25-yard line, and that's enough for a DORT first down. DORT leading 16 to nothing at the Barcliff 25-yard line. First and ten for the defenders at the Barcliff 25. Raphael Carr in motion, the hand, uh, fake the handoff to Carr, straight ahead carry by Noah Clayberg. Clayberg picks up maybe two on the play. It's going to be second down and long. Second and long, 13:35 remaining. So second down and eight. Noah Clayburg empties the backfield, steps up in the pocket, passes incomplete, tipped by the Barcliffe Chargers, Michael Green. Green tips it, goes whistling through the hands of Jaden Heisman, and that'll set up third down and eight. Third and eight. Empty backfield again. Two receivers to the right, three to the left. Dort four down territory here. Clayburgh fakes the handoff. Now keeps it himself. He's to the 20, to the 15 to the 10, and he steps into the end zone. Touchdown, Noah Clayburg, and the Dort defenders take a 22 to nothing lead. Twenty-two to nothing our score. So the defenders, a touchdown run by Clayberg capping a 49-yard drive with 13.03 remaining in the first half. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after, trying to make this a 23-0 score. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good, and we have flags on the play. So an illegal substitution called against the Chargers. Dort will take the penalty on the, well, they'll take the points. And the defenders lead 23 to nothing with 13.03 remaining here in the first half. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more from Sioux City right after this. Zachman kick off towards the sideline and it goes out of bounds and that'll give Briarcliff good field position to start this drive trailing 23 to nothing with 13:03 remaining here in the first half. So Briarcliff will start first and ten at their own 35-yard line. So the Chargers trailing 23 to nothing. And DeAndre Collins Jones will line up in the pistol. Fake the handoff while well, they gave it to Forsella, and Forsella stopped at the line of scrimmage. Dom on the tackle. That'll bring up second down and 10. So Drew Dom. Has gotten more and more time as the season has gone along. He's number 13, 5'11", 220-pounder, a freshman from McCook, Nebraska. Been a mainstay on the special teams so far this year, but he is in playing for Josh. He's uh, Dort's had to shake up the lineup a little bit here with Josh Morazic not in the contest. Disqualified on a personal foul penalty. Earlier in the half, rolling right as DeAndre Collins Jones. Co- Jones makes Van Kickericks mixed. Now he is slowed up near midfield and forced out of bounds. Forced out of bounds at the Dort 49-yard line, and that's a first down for the Chargers. It'll be first and ten for Briar Cliff. Looked like Dort had him corralled in the backfield, but Collins Jones able to dart his way. For a first down all the way into Dort territory at the 48. This is a drive that started at the 35 yard line. So that's a gain of 17 on the play for Collins Jones. Collins Jones right in front of me now in the Briarcliff press box. Handoff to Forcella and Forcella nowhere to go. David Kakmarinski living in the Briarcliff backfield right now, the senior defensive end from Pella. It's a four yard loss on the play for Forcella. And it'll bring up second down and long. Corey Woodruff shaking up on the play. Big left tackle from Briar Cliff. He was helped off of the field earlier today, and uh, things have not gotten better for him, it appears. Second down and long. Second and fourteen. They send a man in motion. Dort coming with a blitz. That's Placid. Placid. Doesn't get to the quarterback in time and completed. Short completion for Kobe Johnson. And that'll bring up third down. It's a three-yard pickup on the play. Collins Jones looks to the sideline. Clock moving. 10.55 left to play here in... The first half, Dort leading 23 to nothing. Dort showing pressure again, third down and long. Back to pass is Collins Jones. He floats it up, and Mino Jones up, bats it away. And the pass falls incomplete. That was just simply a jump ball to the far side intended for Ryan Cody. Cody 5'11", has a little bit of a height advantage on Mino Jones, but Mino Jones able to go up, knock it away, and the pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Robert Robinson on to punt. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Kabongo back to return. And the kick is off of a Dort player. And Kabongo wisely comes up with it. Kabongo recognizing that it hit the helmet of Bryce Christian. Off of the bounce. That's a live ball at that point. Barcliffe could recover it. And Cabongo reaches up, maintains possession of it. And Dort will start with the football. With 10.25 remaining in the half. So Dort with, their, with possession. Leading 23 to nothing. Kleberg gets the snap, hands it off. And I believe that's Sonderman. Michael Sonderman, a short gain on the play. Picks up a couple. It's going to be second down and eight. Second down and eight. Fake the handoff. Pitch it over to Jungling, Jungling. At mid to the 20, 25-30. And brought down on the numbers on the far side in front of the Dort bench. And that's another Dort first down. 12 yard pickup on the play. Sedort with it at their own 30. First and 10. Handoff Sonderman. Sonderman 35. Gaping hole 40. And brought down at the 43 yard line. A 13 yard pickup on the play for Michael Sonderman. Sonderman, sophomore from Nampa, Idaho, averaging 3.2 yards per carry. 240 yards this season. And now Briar Cliff. Wants a timeout. Timeout on the field. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5, 9.38 left to play. First half of action, back with more Just after run. that. First down and 10 for the defenders at their own 43 yard line. Back to passes. Klaverick floats it up, has a man open. That's Eli Bolden in and out of the hands of Eli Bolden. Broken up on the play by Donald Garland. Bolden. Had it at the 20, it appeared, but then was had it knocked out of his hands. Sets up second down and 10. Doored at their own 43-yard line. So second and 10. Clayburg fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, and there's nothing there for Noah Clayberg that time on the ground. It'll set up third down and 10. Right, go. Go. Gonna... Third down and 10. <laughs> So no gain on the play. And Briarcliff last year against Dort, very effective at stopping the run, if I remember correctly. Also very effective last year at keeping Dort out of the end zone, early on in the contest at least. I believe Brett Zachman had five field goals in that contest last year in Sioux Center. Back to pass, Clayberg. Clayberg pass over the middle, is complete. And coming up with it, that was Jaden Heisman again. Jaden Heisman, enough for a first down, and Jaden Heisman putting together a game here this afternoon. First and ten for the defenders at the 40. Well, Dorton needed a big play on third down, and they got it on the completion to Heisman. Clayberg with that completion, they handed off Sonderman, and Sonderman's caught in the backfield. No gain on the play, actually a loss for Robinson, the tackle by Robinson. That's a loss of three. It's going to be second down and 13. Robert Robinson does a little bit of everything. Punts, plays defense, also listed on the 2-D for Briar Cliff on the offensive side of the football. Second down and 13 for the defenders. Fake the handoff, pitch it, over to... Rafael Carr, and Carr is caught in the backfield. A loss of three on the play as that play gets stretched out to the sideline. Zach Buick on the tackle, and that brings up third down. Third down and long, that's a pickup of, uh, that's a loss on the play. It's going to be third down and long for the defenders. Looks like third and 16. They need the 30-yard line for a first down. Clayberg. Under pressure. Screen pass complete to ski Skeebaut to the sideline to the 40. And falls forward to the 37-yard line. And now decision time for the defenders. It's fourth down and seven at the Briarcliff, 37. Not going to punt here. Instead, they're going to go for it. At least show that they will go for it. 7.20 left to play first quarter. Dort leading 23 to nothing. Beg your pardon. 7.15 left in the first half. Clayberg. And we've got a timeout on the field. Timeout charge to Briarcliff. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with more from Sioux City right after this. 7.05 left to play, first half. Fourth down and seven for the defenders. They've got it at the 37. They need the 30 for a first down. Claybird. Barking signals. backs to pass. Pass is incomplete. In and out of the hands of a sliding Levi, jungling at the 25-yard line. And Dort will turn it over on downs. And the Briarcliff Chargers defense comes up with a stop. Turnover on downs with 7:02 remaining. And Briarcliff will take over at the at their own 37-yard line. So 702 left to play in the first half. Dort leading 23 to nothing. Football at the 32 yard line. I said that well, it is the 37. Beg your pardon. I had it right the first time. DeAndre Collins Jones hands it off to Forsella. Forsella. looks like an eleven yard pickup on the out to the forty-eight yard line. First and ten for the Chargers. Chargers have kept it pretty vanilla on offense. Forcella. stationed behind Collins-Jones. He's about eight yards deep. Collins-Jones surveying the defense. 15 on the play clock. 6.30 on the game clock. First half, Dort leading 23 to nothing. Pitch over to Forcella. Forcella at midfield and runs over a would-be tackler. Brought down after a short gain on the play. They're going to mark his forward progress at the 47-yard line. First and ten for the Chargers at the door. Uh, pardon me, second on and five at the uh, Dort 47. Collins Jones looking to the sideline. Dennis Wagner. The head coach for the Chargers. Play comes in from the sideline. Man in motion. Collins-Jones fakes the handoff, pass out into the flat, incomplete, intended for Briarcliff's. Kobe Johnson is going to set up third down and long, clock stops on the incomplete pass. So third down, Dort leading, 23 to nothing. Defenders taking advantage of a safety as well today, along with a couple of big plays. Fake the pitch to Forcella. Deontay Collins Jones in trouble, and he's going to be brought down. Loss of one on the play. Tackle for the defenders will be credited to Ostenink, I believe. Dort able to contain Collins Jones, didn't let him get to the edge. Forced him back to the middle of the field, and he was brought down for a loss of one. It'll be fourth down and long. Fourth and long, Briarcliff forced to punt. So they're punting from the Dort forty-eight. Nine seconds on the play clock. Spiraling kick. Kabongo calls for the fair catch. At the 15-yard line, and that is where Dort will start first down and 10, with 4.57 remaining here in the first half. Dort leading 23 to nothing. You're listening to KDCR, Sioux Center, 88.5. Also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. So doored on the field, leading twenty-three to nothing. Clayberg as jungling in motion fakes the handoff. Hey, he actually gave it. Is that uh, Carter ski out. Carter ski out on the carry pickup of uh, three on the play. Second and seven. Hayden Large comes in from the sideline. So 23 to nothing. Dord in front with a football. Four and a half left to play in the first half. Uh, Clayberg right? fakes the handoff. He's rolling left. Throws for Bolden, and Bolden it's underthrown, and the pass is picked off by the Chargers, taking it away. But we have a flag on the play. So we have a flag thrown. Pass picked off by Zach Buick. And an ineligible man downfield for the defenders. So that means Briarcliff will decline the penalty. They'll take the interception. And Briarcliff picks up near where they left off when they were forced to punt. So now they've got a fresh set of downs at the Dort 47-yard line. Dort leading 23 nothing, 414 left to play. In the first half, Collins-Jones gets the hand, uh, hands it off for Sella. For Sella, gain of two on the play. It's going to be second down and long. Second and long, Osteding, first player there for the defenders. It'll be second and eight. Second down and eight, under four minutes to go in the half. If you're Briar Cliff, you want to keep the football away from the defenders, maybe close the half with a score. Back to pass is Collins Jones, throws it out to the long side of the field. Pass is complete, short of the first down though. Pass completed, Jacoby Johnson, Mino Jones on the coverage. Short gain on the play. And that'll set up third down and six. Briarcliff needs the Dort. thirty-seven yard line for a first down. They're at, their, they're at the Dort 43. So third down and long for the Chargers. Dort three down lineman. Back to pass. Collins-Jones under pressure, and he's going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. Brayton Van Kickerick's there, finishing him off as Colin Ostenake. That's a loss of nearly 10 yards on the play for Collins-Jones as Dort brings pressure, and now the Chargers forced to punt, and they'll be punting from midfield. 252 left to play here in the first half. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Timeout. And it'll be Dort using their first time out. Back with more after this. You're listening to Dort football on KDCR. Robert Robinson's punt. Looks like about a 27-yarder, and it'll be Dort football first and 10 at their own 23. So Dort gets it back with 249 left to go in the half. Dort leading twenty-three to nothing. Stack a couple of the receivers to the near side. Noah Clayberg turns, faces the handoff, passes it over to Hoistman. Hoistman beyond the thirty, and forced out of bounds at the thirty-two yard line. That's a gain of nine on the play. It'll be second down and one. Second and one with two forty-four left to play. In the first half, twenty-three to nothing our score. Clayberg. It's going to run option to the far side. Keeps it himself, and he is going to be caught behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a loss of a couple on the play. I see Tapua on the stop. Sophomore from Lake Stevens, Washington, making that tackle. It's a loss of one on the play for Clayberg. It's going to bring up third down and three. Briarcliff really stacking things up at the line of scrimmage. They hand it off to Jungling. Jungling stops, and he is going to fight forward to the 36-yard line. That's a Dort first down, a 6-yard pickup on the play for Jungling on the end of round. First down and 10 for Dort as we approach two minutes left to go in the first half. Dort leading 23 to nothing. Clayberg back to pass, floats it up for, Jun- for Bolden. Bolden comes down with it, 10-yard pickup on the play for Bolden. Looks like he's right at the first down marker. That's going to be a first down. Haven't gotten the signal yet from the referee. They do signal first down, and they crank the clock back into play. 152 remaining in the half. Dort leading 23 to nothing. And we have a stoppage in play. 145 left to play. 46-yard line, Dort has it at their own 46. Me, no, and then we just went, running, Junkling, in motion, they hand it off, Sonderman. Sonderman ducking his way forward, runs over a tackler, brought down at the Dort, pardon me, at the Briarcliff, 48-yard line. First down and 10. Trojan back in the ball game. Second down and 4, 115 remaining. And Briarcliff calls for a timeout. Timeout on the field. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Timeout charge to Briarcliff. That's their final timeout of the half. Back with more in a moment.
1: This broadcast of Defender Athletics on KDCR is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. And by Joe's TV and Appliance in Orange City, offering new and used appliances, grills, TVs, and now Serta mattresses. All backed with service you know, guaranteed by Joe.
5: Second down and four with 73 seconds left to go in the first half. Dort leading 23 to nothing. So Noah Clayburg gets a snap. Back to pass. And the pass is incomplete to the sideline. Clayburg throws it away. It will be third down. Third down and four. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. Okay. I want to go and the defenders, Klayberg looking to the sideline for the play, twenty seconds on the play clock. I got you, I got you, I got you. Noah Clayburg gets the snap to pass completed to Hoisman. Hoisman to the 35-yard line, down to the 34. And the defenders have another first down. 14-yard gain on the play for the defenders. One minute remaining in the first half. So the pass completed to Hoisman. And Hoisman has become the go-to receiver here this afternoon for the defenders. Very consistently putting together a good game. Clayberg tries to find a seam. Picks up about six yards on the play. It's going to be second down with 40 seconds left to go. Dort inside the 30, down at the 29-yard line, and Dort uses their second timeout. They've got one remaining. You're listening to C R Sioux Center, 88.5. back with more right after this. this. Two players came down with it simultaneously, and it's going to be a touchdown for the defenders. Rafi Carr laying on his back. That well, was Jungling over on the far side actually making that play. Flat on his back, able to come down with it, and the defenders a twenty-nine to nothing lead on the pass from Clayburgh to Jungling. And the defenders score for the fourth time on offense today, coupled with a safety. There was a moment of indecision by the officials. Looked like they, the initial indication from the official was they were going to signal an interception and a touchback. And then they came in and said that jungling had possession of it. And the defenders, with a 29 to nothing lead, point after try on the way for Zachman. Zachman lines it up. Coons puts it down. And the extra point is good. And the defenders lead at 30 to nothing. 30 to nothing our score. 32 seconds left to go in the half. Back with more after this. <music> Brett Zachman on to kick. 32 seconds remaining in the half. Zachman's kick will be fielded at the 5 to the 10 to the 15 to the 20. To the 25. And dragged down at the 30-yard line on the run, back by Briar Cliffs. That was Kadeem Muhammad on the return. And the Chargers will start first down and 10 at their own 29. So the defenders with a Clayburgh to Jungling connection. And Jungling making the grab on his back in the end zone for that scoring play and now Briarcliff hand off for Sella and for Sella maybe picks up 6 on the play that might be the last play of the first half Dort leading 30 to nothing with 12 seconds remaining that's a gain of 7 on the play for for Sella now 8 left to play in the first half they pitch it to Forsella. Forsella in the backfield and tackle made by Stays and Inc and that'll bring the first half to an end. Our score, Dort leads 30 to nothing. We're at halftime. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we'll be checking in with where are they now? Where Are They Now? segment. It'll be Brady Van Holland, a former North soccer player. That'll come up in just a moment.
1: Hello and welcome in. I'm Christian Zylstra, your host of Where Are They Now? This episode of Where Are They Now is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886, trust in tomorrow. Our guest today for this edition of Where Are They Now is a former men's soccer player at Dort University, once a G Pack first teamer, and now he's taken his love of soccer and turned it into a career coaching down at Covenant College. He's a 2015 graduate of Dort. Our guest today for this episode of Where Are They Now is Brady Van Holland. Let's look back to before you first stepped on campus as a student at Dort. For those who don't know you and don't know your background, where did you grow up and when did Dort kind of first appear on your radar?
0: Yeah, so I grew up there until, you know, I graduated from high school. But, I mean, Dort was kind of on my radar throughout my whole entire upbringing just because I had family in the rock valley hall area and my dad attended western in hall and then ended up going to door as well um and so it had kind of been you know on the back of my mind a little bit growing up initially when i kind of was going into the college decision process um i definitely kind of wanted to get away a little bit so i looked at a lot of schools that were a little bit east like calvin hope and i looked up north a little bit in Bethel and minneapolis and then i looked at Another school was with, with Wisconsin-Superior up in way northern Minnesota slash Wisconsin, kind of right on the border up there. But then, I mean, Dorks kind of, you know, ended up just offering a lot of different things for me that I was kind of looking for in a school. I had a couple of different things kind of uh, change with coaches leaving from other colleges. And so just kind of, you know, ended up being the one school that was kind of pretty consistent throughout my whole recruiting process. And that's kind of how I ended up, you know, deciding to attend Dorks after I graduated from DuPost Christian.
1: You studied sports management at Dort. What drew you or pulled you to that area of study?
0: Yeah, so I came in, wanted to do accounting. I love numbers, and I thought that, you know, being an accountant would definitely be right up my alley. And then after a semester, I kind of decided, hey, it's for me. And then I switched to uh, education. And so for my second semester, my freshman year, I was an education major, and You know, I kind of had a discussion with one of my principals or superintendents from uh, high school, and he kind of uh, encouraged me to maybe look somewhere else besides education, and that's where I kind of uh, fell into the sports management. It was health and human performance when I was taking it, um, and it kind of, you know, centered around business, education, and athletics. So there were three things that I, I loved, and it kind of just put all three of those things into kind of one major, and that's kind of where I kind of fell in love with it and kind of why I decided to kind of go in that direction.
1: While at Dort, you were quite the soccer player with the men's program. I know sports were a big part of your upbringing. When and how did soccer become a passion of yours?
2: Yeah, so
0: I grew up playing soccer, I mean, since I was five, six years old. But growing up, I mean, baseball and basketball were probably my two better sports. I played baseball up until I was probably 12, 13 years old, and um, at that point, when I kind of uh, reached that age, my dad had always been kind of a a coach uh, growing up. He was a fast-pitch pitcher, so baseball was definitely the thing that was definitely probably loved the most by me. But then at the 12, 13 age group, he made me make a decision between soccer and uh, baseball, and for some reason, I chose soccer and just kind of continued on through that. And then I think my true passion for soccer really kind of came eighth grade year. Um, I was able to play varsity soccer at 2 Plus Christian. And just uh, the coach there, him weeking all of his sons except for one of them went to Northwestern to play soccer, actually. And he kind of, you know, just really kind of developed my love, just really kind of uh, helped me blossom into the kind of the player that I kind of wanted to be and was able to be at door as well.
1: You have these strong ties with coaches over the years, and that that seems to develop a little bit of a love for coaching for you. Obviously, that's that's with what you do now. What made you want to get into coaching?
0: Yeah, I mean, growing up, being on the soccer field, being on the basketball court, Diamond, whatever it may be, it was just something that I always enjoyed doing. I was always active in that sense. And so it was something that I didn't necessarily want to give up uh, as I grew older. But then a lot of my mentors were coaches, and I just wanted to be able to give back in that sense of, you know, helping young men kind of grow in their relationship with Christ or, you know, just as they, you know, grew up and just became young men as well after they graduated college, high school, whatever it may be, I just knew that. I kind of wanted to be around that and just kind of dive into their lives, show, you know, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love, you know, to them. And so it was something that I kind of grew up, like I said, all my mentors we pretty much coaches, and I just wanted to be able to give back in that sense, and that's kind of led me to where i kind of am right now.
1: You're a member of the class of 2015 for George, so you're still young, but how big was getting that opportunity out in the Pacific Northwest and kind of the Bellingham area with the Wacom FC Rangers in uh, getting you to where you are now with Covenant College?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big, I think, blessing in disguise for me. I was definitely a little bit nervous kind of moving up there um i had been in the midwest you know for 22 uh 23 years of my life and uh, this gonna be my first time away from family i was going to an area of the country that i had never been to before in my life and so i was definitely kind of nervous you know just kind of packing up leaving i didn't necessarily have a job when i initially moved out there i had kind of communications with uh walking fc up there but you know Once I got out there, it was just something that um, I was really able to kind of, I guess, flourish with. My technical director was an assistant coach for the Jamaican women's national team. He was the head coach for the Seattle women's pro team at the time. And so just, you know, being able to learn under him, just like soccer knowledge from him was great. I mean, he was talking about stuff that, you know. I'd grown up playing soccer that I just had, you know, never thought about, never realized or even kind of considered uh, when it came to soccer. And so I think being out there was probably the biggest thing that kind of helped me and has helped me as I kind of push forward and move forward, you know, uh, in the coaching world. And I think it's definitely something I look back at, and I think communication with the people that I met out there, just with different insights that I'm looking at, uh, having them watch games, you know, talking to them about different tactical decisions and stuff like that with our current squad now.
1: You're at Covenant College, you're a full-time assistant men's soccer coach down in Georgia. What drew you to the opportunity at Covenant? You're on season number four now, I think, right?
0: That's correct, yeah.
1: How much have you enjoyed your time and and the opportunities you've had with Covenant College?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing for me. I mean, I initially came down here not necessarily knowing what to expect. Again, one of my buddies from high school was actually an admissions counselor down here, and he kind of let me know about the job and thought that I would be a pretty good fit. One thing kind of led to the another. It was kind of a quick turnaround. Um, I think I applied like in the middle of July. Had my interview at the end of July, and I was down here the day before the season started. A couple weeks later, so it was kind of a whirlwind of events. But you know, since I've been down here, um, it's been opportunity like like none other for me. Um, our head coach, Scott Bosgraf, he truly does allow me to as a, as a leader and then as a mentor for our, uh, for our athletes as well. He definitely wants me to, to get better with everything that I'm doing, definitely diving relationally um, as I look you know, into my relationship with Christ and stuff like that, and it's something that he pushes on to me daily um, and challenges me daily as well. And so it's been a big, big blessing for me to kind of be down here, kind of grow in that sense, but then also, you know, challenge our athletes, helping them, you know, continue to grow as young men as well.
1: That's awesome to hear, Brady. That's everything I have for you, man. I really do appreciate your time here and uh, for chatting with me.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it, Christian. Thank you so much for having me and I enjoyed letting you guys hear a little bit more about myself with everything as well.
1: Thanks again to Brady Van Hollen for joining us and for being our featured guest on this edition of Where Are They Now? Where Are They Now? is made possible here on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Halle Grinnell Mutual Member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. That'll do it for this episode of Where Are They Now? We'll have more Dort University Athletics coming up on KDCR right after this.
5: You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. And let's take a look at the Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard. Fairway Meat and Grocery in Susanne are best at fresh, serving the community since 1991. Three games being played this weekend in the Pack, and another on Monday night. Game you're listening to, Dort leading Briarcliff 30-0. Morningside all over Hastings across town, 49 to nothing. And the last one, shaping up to be a good one, at least at halftime, it's 14-14 Concordia and Dakota Wesleyan all tied. Don't in Jamestown, that one's been canceled. And Jamestown and Northwestern will now make up their game from, shoot, I don't even know which iteration of the uh, schedule that one was, but uh, they moved it initially to the Saturday following Thanksgiving. Became pretty clear nobody wants to play that weekend. And uh, because Jamestown's game today was canceled, they're now going to play some Monday night football in Orange City. Jamestown at Northwestern Monday night and that will conclude, I believe, the fall portion of the Great Plains Athletic Conference season. Halftime numbers look like this here in Sioux City between Dort and Briarcliff. Dort with 16 first downs, Briarcliff with 7. The defenders 381 yards of total offense while the Briarcliff Chargers 59 yards of total offense, 36 in the air, 23 on the ground for Cliff for Dort, 127 on the ground, 254 passing for their 381 total. Dort has punted one time, Cliff has punted six. Dort has turned it over once via an interception. Individually for Dort, Noah Klabrick, 14 of 22 passing, 179 yards, two touchdowns. Anthony Trojan, one of one passing for 75 yards and a touchdown. Jaden Heisman, five catches in the first half for 59 yards, along of 24. Levi Jungling, three receptions, 116 yards, two touchdowns, and along of 75. Hayden Large started the game with two completions, two catches. And he has a three for the ball game. Eli Bolden, one catch. And Raphael Carr also has a catch. And I believe Hayden Large should have four catches. Uh, Looks to me like a touchdown was credited to Carson Brown. That should have gone to Hayden Large instead. Rushing, Noah Clayburgh, seven catches, 87 yards. Michael Sonderman, four catches, 19 yards. Levi Jungling, two rushes for 11 yards. Carter Skibot, four rushes for 10 yards. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with the second half of play right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. In case you're wondering about that uh, basketball doubleheader happening in Seward, has not been a great start for the Defender women. At last check, they were down 16-7. to Try to get an update on that as uh, the game goes along. Kickoff taken by the defenders. Jungling at the 27 yard line. And it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 27. Dort leading 30 to nothing. 30 to nothing, our score. Offensive line for the defenders. Out onto the field. Left tackle is Alex Heisman, and I believe that's well. we'll Handoff goes to Skeibot, and there's just not much there right now for the running game for the defenders. Walter Black is your left guard, center Mitchell, then Regan mortar for the defenders. Right guard is Carter Baldwin, and your right tackle looks like that's Parker Back, the freshman. From Spirit Lake. Second down and ten for the defenders in their own territory starting this second half. And keeping it himself is Klaiburg. Klaiburg straight up the middle and Klaiburg picks up 16 yards on the play. It's first down and ten for the defenders at their own 44-yard line. So Dort started this drive at their own 27. And with the uh, football is skee out skee out into the uh, Briarcliff secondary. He picks up 16 yards on the play. And the defender's starting to chew up some chunks of yardage. They've got it in Briarcliff territory now at the 39-yard line. First and 10 for the defenders leading 30 to nothing. Clayberg hands it off. Give it again to Skeebout, and Skeebout picks up eight on the play. Held in check in the first half was Carter Skeebout, but it's broken off a couple of long runs as uh, here. Second down and two for the defenders. And it's been middle of the offensive line, and we've got a movement along the line of scrimmage now against the Chargers, it appears. And if it is against Briarcliff, it'll be a first down for Dort. Offside, defense,
3: five-yard
5: penalty. So five-yard penalty against the Chargers on the offsides. 13-26 remaining. Third quarter of play, Dort leading 30 to nothing. Defenders bidding for their seventh win of the season. Would be their best winning percentage in program history. If they're able to hang on to today's lead, handoff, ski out, ski out, past the 15 down into the 11-yard line before he is brought down by Muhammad, and it's first down and 10 for the defenders now at the 12. They'll rule him down. 13:05 remaining in the third quarter. Clayberg has ski out behind him, fakes the handoff. Pass is complete to Hoistman. Hoisman inside the 10. And a leg tackle by the uh, Chargers. Making that tackle. Brett Tinker, 5'9", freshman from Pierce, Nebraska. He tooks, takes the worst of that collision. And now we have a timeout on the field. Charge to Briarcliff. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. We'll be back with more from Sioux City right after this. Second down and two. They hand it off to Carter Skeebout. Second effort inside the one. Stopped just shy of the end zone. But now it's first down and goal for the defenders inside the one-yard line. Dort knocking, on uh, knocking on the door. First and goal to go at the one, they hand it off, Ski bout ski bout angling off to the left side into the end zone, touchdown defenders. You're listening, the KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5, a one-yard touchdown run by Carter Skibout. bout for Carter Ski That is his sixth touchdown this year. And he got the lion's share of the carries on that drive as the defenders establish Offensive line, 36-0 our score. Zachman trying to make it 37-0. Snap is down, kick is up for Zachman. And the kick is good. And the defenders lead it. 37-0 with 12.15 left to go in the third quarter. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more in a moment. 12.15 left to play in the third quarter. Dort leading 37 to nothing over the Briarcliff Chargers in Great Plains Athletic Conference football action. Brett Zachman will be kicking off. And Muhammad is back deep for Briarcliff. Zachman's kick kicks it away from Muhammad. It's taken at the 11 yard line to the 15 to the 20. 25 30, 35 40, one player to beat. And Zachman knocks him out of bounds. The return by Michael Green and Zachman knocks him out of bounds at the 42-yard line. And Briarcliff will have possession, first down and 10. So Dort started at their own 25-yard line, went 75 yards for the score. And now Briarcliff trying to answer with 12.06 left in the third quarter. Briarcliff with it, first down and 10 in Dort territory. Have an update for you on that Concordia Dort women's basketball game. Concordia leads twenty-nine twenty-two in Seward. Collins Jones flush from the pocket, man, he's forced out of bounds. A loss on the play. It'll be second down and at least thirteen. Second and thirteen. DeAndre Collins Jones, senior from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Running back is Dawson Forcella. They went to him for a great number of the first down, or pardon me, first half carries. He's spun down that time by the defender Zade Nicholson. Gain of two on the play. It'll be third down and eleven for the Chargers at the DORT 45. Similar situations so far in this game. Briar Cliff hasn't been able to execute on third down, giving themselves a realistic chance at fourth down. Many of these plays have resulted in negative yardage. De'Andre Collins-Jones empties the backfield. He's in trouble, flushed from the pocket. Now he's got some room to run. He's got a first down, and he's brought down at the 30-yard line. Good open field tackle that time by Jalen Placide, but the Chargers able to sustain the drive. They pick up a first down. They've got it at the door 30. Eleven minutes left to play. Here in the first, the third quarter. Dort leading thirty-seven to nothing. So DeAndre Collins Jones making something happen with those legs that time. Forcella is in the backfield with him. Entered off to Forcella. Forcella brought down by Placide. Gain of two on the play. It'll be second down and eight. Well, they're approaching halftime in Seward with Concordia leading the Dort women 30-22 to 22 in women's basketball. Men's contest to follow. Whenever this contest has concluded, we will send it over to Seward and Christian Zylstra standing by there. Second down and eight. Second and eight. They want to uh, send the tight end, Craig or Clark, from right to left. They snap it back to Collins-Jones. And now we have a flag on the play. Looks like the Chargers false start. That was the initial indication, at least. False start against Barcliff. Five yards stepped off. It'll be second down and long. 10 4 remaining here in the third quarter. Final game of the season for both of these teams. Remains to be seen what shakes out in the second semester. Collins-Jones has Forsella behind him. He's going to drop back to pass flush from the pocket, and he's brought down a quarterback sack for David kak That's a loss of nearly 10 on the play as kak tracks him down. And for David, that is his fifth sack this season. Another tackle for a loss. I believe he's got 10 this year. A senior from Pella, Iowa. Setting up third down and long. Looks like third down and about 23 to me with, at the 42-yard line of Dort. This drive started right around here as well. Good return. Set up good field position, but now Cliff facing Third down and long. Pass is underthrown. Incomplete. Looked like he might have a wide receiver. Kobe Johnson streaking down the sideline. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Fourth down. Fourth down and 23 at the 42. Clock stopped on the incomplete pass. There's now 20 seconds. On the play clock. Back to receive as Cabongo. He's at about the twelve-yard line. And the kick. Cabongo calls for the fair catch. And now it'll take a Dort bounce actually back towards the 19-yard line. And that is where Dort will take over. First down and 10 at their own 19. Briar Cliff unable to capitalize on the Good field position. Had it relatively deep in Dort territory, but they're forced to punt from the 43, and with 8:54 remaining here in the third quarter, Dort leads 37 to nothing. 37 to nothing. Our score. Jungling in motion. Gave it to jungling on the end of round, Jungling Play gets stretched out, and he's going to be forced out of bounds on the far sideline after a gain of about 10 on the play. Carlos Alvarez escorts him out of bounds, and it's second down and short. Second and short. Defenders and defense has done the job today. Offense able to come up with some big plays. Clayberg stopped. For a loss. Loss of three on the play. This has been one of the few teams oh that has been able to limit Noah Clayberg's running prowess so far this season. But it has opened up some other parts of the game for Clayburgh to take advantage. He's got a couple of long runs today. Including a long of 23, he still got over 100 yards of rushing offense. Does Noah Clayberg? Clayberg hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman the carry and Sonderman enough for a Dort first down. He needed three, he got four. 750 left to play in the third quarter. Clayberg. In the pistol, hands it off. Sonderman, Sonderman, through into the secondary. He's to the 45-50. Briarcliff able to track him down from behind as he tried to make a change directions. And Michael Sonderman into Briarcliff territory at the 48-yard line. Dort starting to chew up some gro- some yards on the ground. That's over a 200 yards now of offense on the ground for the defenders. They came into the game averaging nearly 300 yards per game on the ground. Noah Clayberg hands it off Sonderman, and Sonderman's going to be stopped for a loss of two on the play. Tackle made by Briarcliffs, M. T. Montgomery. So it's second down and 12, football at the midfield stripe. We're past the midpoint of the third quarter. Second down and 12. Clayberg's going to run option to the near side. Pitches it over to Sonderman. And Sonderman, loss of one on the play. It's going to be second down and 13. Well, Briarcliff is selling out to stop the run. Let's see if there's a pass play coming here with Dort leading. 37 and nothing. Want to keep the chains moving if you're Dort. Third and 13. Jungling. To the near side, they got him. Pass to Levi Jungling, and he's unable to make the catch. And the pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down. So a punt on the way for the defenders. Dort punting for the second time this afternoon. And it looks like Blade Coons will be punting. Line of scrimmage is Dort's 49. Muhammad. Muhammad is back at about his 10-yard line. Five seconds on the play clock. Coons gets the snap. Coons puts the left foot into it. A line drive kick. And it'll take a Dort bounce down to the 12-yard line. And that is where Briarcliff will take over. First down and 10 at their own 12. With 6:06 remaining in the first in the third quarter, Sedort forced to punt from their own 49. Ends up being a 39-yard punt for Coons. Coons, that is his fifth punt this season. He's averaging right at 44 yards per punt. And now Briarcliff will have it first down and 10. First and 10 for the Chargers. Midway through the third quarter. Talman Jones, pass, falls incomplete. Timing pattern, and it's incomplete intended for Clark, junior from Frederick, Maryland, for the Chargers. Would have been downed immediately. Would have been a short gain on the play if he's able to handle it. Instead, it's second and ten. Dort leading 37-0. Clock stops, six minutes left to play in the third period Aaron Okoro in motion pass is complete to the near side Cabango on the coverage short gain on the play for Johnson that's going to be a gain of 4 on the play it's going to be 3rd down and 6 3rd and 6 3rd and 6 Collins Jones looking to the sideline Fifteen seconds on the play clock as they get the play in from the sideline. Forsella is behind him. He'll provide protection here. Actually leaks out of the end, it leaks out of the backfield. Collins Jones running, gets the first down, and he's gonna be forced out of bounds at the thirty. So a thirteen yard pickup on the play for DeAndre Collins Jones. So Collins-Jones keeps the drive alive with his legs. First and ten for the Chargers. A fresh set of downs to work with. First down and ten at the 30-yard line. Three receivers set to the near side. And they flood that side of the field with a man in motion as well. They throw it underneath. Pass complete to Forsella. Forsella picks up. 16 yards on the play, and he is down at the Dort 48-yard line. Make that the 47, first and 10 for the Chargers. Chargers putting together a drive. De'Andre Collins-Jones coming into today's game. One carry for one rush for four yards. Handoff for Sella. For Sella, short gain on the play. Picks up five. It'll be second down and five. Second and five, Briarcliff with it in Dort territory, trailing 37-0. Defenders trying to maintain the shutout. Back to pass is Collins Jones. Jones floats it up over the top, and the pass falls incomplete. Intended for for Forcella, And that'll bring up third down and five. Third down and five, Forcella will check out of the football game. He's gotten a ton of work here this afternoon. Forcella so far today, 20 carries, 56 yards. couple of catches for 28 yards as well. It's third down and five for the Chargers. Back to pass is Collins Jones. Jones' pass deflected, okay. incomplete. Coverage by Cabongo. And the pass was intended for Okoro. And Briarcliff will be punting. So Briarcliff started this drive at their own 12. Took a little over right at two minutes off of the clock. And Dort will get the football back. Cabongo back at his own 15-yard line. Dort leading 37 nothing. Robert Robinson on the punt, 33.4 yards per punt average this season. And he gets it away with the left foot, hooks it towards the sideline, and it goes out of bounds. This will be a favorable spot for the defenders. They'll take over first down and 10 at their own 27. So the Chargers were forced to punt. After getting into the Dort territory, just a net of about 20 yards on that punt, though. First and ten for the defenders. Junkling lining up in the slot on the near side. Clayberg fakes the handoff. He's got Junkling if he can get to it and overshoots him. Pass falls incomplete on the sideline. It'll be second down. Second down and ten, and the clock stops on the incomplete pass. 3.58 left to play here in the third quarter. Concordian and Dakota Wesleyan football still tied 14-14 to at halftime. Defender women trail Concordius by six points at halftime, 31-25 in women's basketball. Back to passes, is Clayberg's Klabury. pass complete to... Jaden Heisman again. Heisman on the completion picks up seven on the play. It's going to be third down and three. Heisman very steadily this year has become a very solid option for the defenders. Nice big target, and in keeping it in Clayburg. Clayburg looks like he's ordered the first down. It's going to be third, uh, fourth down. And less than a yard. And the defenders will punt. So Dort punting with 3.11 remaining. Third quarter of play. Muhammad is back to receive for Briarcliff. Line of scrimmage is the 36 yard line. And snap is high. Coons comes down with it. Line drive punt taken by Muhammad at the 28-yard line to the 30 on the far sideline. And we've got a flag on the play, and we've got a player shaken up for the defenders. It was Colton Vanderburg who got leveled from behind. So it's going to be a penalty against Briarcliff. So a blindside block against the Chargers, and the defenders will send the defense onto the field, leading thirty-seven to nothing. And Briarcliff will have it first down and ten at their own fifteen. So 2:39 remaining, third quarter of play. Dort leading 37 to nothing. Scored on the first drive of the second half. Since then they've been limited to they've been uh, punt uh, they've punted twice. Collins Jones, man in motion, right to left is Kobe Johnson. Handoff for Sella nothing there for Sella. Maybe a little forward progress, maybe a yard. It'll be second down. Checking some other scores around the conference. We told you about Dakota Wesleyan and Concordia still tied 14 to 14, and Morningside over Hastings 57 to nothing right now. Collins Jones flushed from the pocket. He's in trouble. David Kakmarinski okay. grabs a leg. He won't let go. And no gain on the play. It'll be third down. So that was a look at the Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard. Fairway Meat and Grocery Su center. Best at fresh. Serving the community since 1991. 1.45 left to go in the third quarter. Dort leading. 37 to nothing. Deontre Collins-Jones. Quarterbacking for the Chargers. An emergency. Quarterback. Starting quarterback knocked from the game with the injury. Pass incomplete over the middle, Intended for Kobe Johnson. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. It'll be fourth down. It was Caden Mitchell earlier in the ballgame who was knocked out of the contest. So fourth down and ten for the Chargers at their own sixteen. So they are punting from their own 16-yard line, with 1:24 remaining in the quarter. Robinson is on to punt. Cabango at the 46-yard line of Briarcliff. Robinson gets it away. It's a wobbler. Cabongo calls for the fair catch at the 47-yard line, and that is where Dort will take over. First down and ten at the Briarcliff 47 with one fifteen left to play in the third quarter. 37-0 our score. Defenders in front. From Memorial Field, Sioux City, Iowa. Shared complex with the Helan Crusaders. First down and 10. Noah Kleberg has two receivers set to the left. Anthony Trojan in the backfield. They hand it off to Trojan. No, keeping it is Clayberg. Clayberg at the 40, down to the 32-yard. Uh, pardon me, the 37-yard line. Now the 38th, they'll mark him. First down, no short of the first down by a yard. So Clayberg, Clayberg goes over 100 yards again today. He's got over a thousand for the season. Hand off. Sonderman, Sonderman, 2015 10, and finally dragged down from behind at the 10-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders deep in Briarcliff territory. Clayberg entered today with 947 yards on the ground. He's rushed for over 100 yards again today. Has passed for nearly 200 yards. And we've got a player shaking up for the Chargers. Looks like it might be cramps. A cramp for Muhammad. And Muhammad waiting for training personnel. And he will walk off of the field under his own power. First down and 10 for the defenders. And very slowly, Muhammad will head to the sideline. This is a depleted Briarcliff crew. They have about uh, 30 players or so on the sideline. I believe they had 43 or 44 in uniform to start the game today. So they are down another defensive back. And we have movement on the line of scrimmage on first down and goal to go from the 10. We'll see what the call is. Offsides against the Chargers. That was Parker back on the right side. It'll be first down and 10. Pardon me, first down and goal to go. At the five, 32 seconds remaining, third quarter of play. Looking to punch one in here. Back to pass. Clayberg floats it to the end zone. Junkling comes down with it. Touchdown defenders. A five-yard completion from Clayberg to Junkling. Junkling has third touchdown reception of the game, and the defenders go up 43 to nothing. Pending the point after, after the five-yard completion from Clayburg to Junkling. For Clayburgh now, 199 yards of passing offense. Zachman. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through the uprights. And Brett Zachman. Six of six on point after tries today. Dort leads 44 to nothing, bookending the third quarter with a touchdown. They start the third quarter with a touchdown, and on what should be their final possession of the third quarter, they get a touchdown as well to lead 44 to nothing. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more after this. Short kickoff, Michael Green gets it. Brings it out to the 26 yard line. And that is where Briarcliff will begin with 14 seconds remaining in the quarter. They will start first down and 10 at their own 26. 44 to nothing. Dort with their second touchdown of the second half. Collins Jones back in at quarterback. And Jones turns, pitches to Forsella. Forsella, maybe a gain of one on the play, possibly two. Tackle made by Dortz. Number 92 for the defenders. And that's the end of the third quarter. That was Max Kolb getting credit for that tackle. It'll be second down and 8 when we resume play. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Second down and 8 for the Chargers at their own 30-yard line. Shaping up to be the final quarter of the season. Pass overshot incomplete. Intended for Craiger Clark. It'll be third down. Third down and 8 with 14.55 left to play in the game. So third and long for the Chargers. Jones, that is DeAndre Collins-Jones looking to the sideline. Collins-Jones back to pass. Steps up. Pass is complete. That's a first down. And picks up a couple more yards than they needed. Eight yards. Jalen Placide on the tackle. Pass completed to Johnson. Kobe Johnson, nice big target. Six foot, one hundred ninety pounds. That six foot might not be completely accurate. So, with fourteen thirty left to go in the game, Briarcliff with a football trailing forty-four to nothing. Forcella on the carry, and Placide on the tackle. Short gain on the play for Forcella, and that'll bring up second down. Second down and long. 14.09 remaining. Over in Seward, women's basketball. Defender women still trailing Concordia 43-35. About midway through the third quarter. Second down and nine, back to pass. And De'Andre Collins-Jones, miscommunication that time, I believe, with Kobe Johnson. Pass falls incomplete on the far sideline. It'll be third down. Third down and nine. Chargers have gotten a little bit better at converting on third down. So third down and long for the Chargers. Back to pass. Collins Jones under pressure. And he is forced out of bounds. Shy of the first down marker by a couple of yards. He needed the 50-yard line. He stepped out of bounds at the 48. And Briarcliff in all likelihood going to go for it here. 13.42 left to go in the contest. 13.42 left to go in the season. And you're going to punt. So we will see if Briarcliff actually will punt here. Fourth down and one, and they punt it away. Fourth and less than a yard, it appeared. And trailing 44 to nothing near midfield, and they punt. Football is downed at the 14-yard line. See if we have some personnel changes at all for the defenders. And Noah Clayberg again at quarterback with 13-10 remaining. 13-10 left to play. Handoff and uh, the carry for the defenders. That's Jake Carroll. Jake Carroll, number 32, 5'10", 180-pounder from Texas. So Carroll getting his first carry of the game. Hayden Large, right side of the line to the left, handoff to Carroll Carroll. Carroll, the ball carrier, he's to the 30, 35, 40. He's into the open field, he could go. 50, 40, 30, 20. Ten touchdown defenders. Carroll with an 80-yard touchdown run, and the Dort defenders with a 50-to-nothing lead, pending the point after. As Jake Carroll, once he got into the secondary, he was gone. Jake Carroll, couple of carries, and a touchdown. And the defenders lead at 50 to nothing. And now we have a new kicker as well for the defenders. I believe that's Fulton Gunderson. Fulton Gunderson on to attempt the point after. So Gunderson with his first PAT of the day. Blade Coons. Snap is down. And the kick by Gunderson is good. And the defenders take a 51 to nothing lead. 51 to nothing our score. Back with more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. Fred Zachman on the kickoff. Briar Cliff on the return. And the tackle at the 25-yard line. Made by Dortz. Was that Abraham Stays? No no it was not. I believe that's Quentin Murphy. Quentin Murphy on the tackle on special teams. And the Barcliff offense onto the field, trailing fifty one to nothing with twelve twenty left to play here in the ball game. That's what's left of the twenty twenty football season for the Dort Defenders. Remains to be seen if there is a twenty twenty one portion of the schedule. A lot of teams are going to have to get things rolling in the spring in order for there to be an NAI postseason. Pass floated over the middle, picked off by Placide at midfield. He's to the 40, Jalen Placide to the 30, 20. He's still on his feet, inside the 20 at the 15, down to the 10, and he is brought down at the 8-yard line. No, no, Jalen Placide. Jalen Placide on the interception and return. And for Placide, that is his third interception this season. And the Dorton defenders will send the offensive unit onto the field. Looks like we have Ethan Thomas in at quarterback. Charlie Young, your running back. Also Michael Sonderman on the field. Offensive line. Right tackle. I believe that's Carter Beck still there. Parker Beck. And Bryce Simnocker is in. First and goal to go for the defenders at the 8 after the interception and return by Jalen Placide. Sonderman still on his feet inside the 5 at the 4. That's a 4-yard gain on the play. It'll be second down and goal to go inside the 5. Second down and goal to go. Liam Sorensen in at center. Matthew Lawson, left guard, left tackle is Dalton Moore. It's second down and goal to go at the four. Hayden Large, left side of the line now. Ethan Thomas turns, hands, gives to Charlie Young. Young near the goal line. Second effort, step just shy of the goal line. It'll be third down and goal to go. Third down and goal to go. With 11-11 left to play in the contest. Dort leading 51 to nothing. Big plays by backup running back Jake Carroll. An 80-yard touchdown run. Handoff to Sonderman. Sonderman stumbles his way into the end zone. Touchdown defenders. And Dort leads 57-0 on a short drive that was set up by Jalen Placide. Interception at midfield. And a return all the way down to the eight. It'll be point after try here for Fulton Gunderson. Fulton Gunderson. A freshman from Washington trying to make it 58 to nothing. 10:55 left to go in the game. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through the uprights. Gunderson with another point after, and the defender lead is 58-0. to You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with more after this. Fulton Gunderson moments ago, his second point after try of the day. Entered the day 3 of 5 on point after tries. Running it out, Briarcliff still on his feet. The return man finally brought down at the 37-yard line. Quentin Murphy on the tackle again. Knocking down Michael Green. And it'll be first down and 10 for the Chargers. Good field position for Briarcliff. They'll start this drive at their own 38 yard line. 58 to nothing, our score. De'Andre Collins Jones in at quarterback. He pitches right side. And Facella. Priscilla, brought down near the line of scrimmage. Was that Placide who got in for the tackle, creeping up from his safety spot? Placide, moments ago, an interception that set up a short drive for the defenders. With 10-16 left to go in the game, Briar Cliff now slowing the pace down. Twelve on the play clock. Back to pass is De'Andre Collins Jones. He's in trouble and down he goes. Brayton Van Kickerix on the quarterback sack. Van Kickerix loss of seven on the play. For Van Kickerix, that is his. He's in on his third sack of the season. Sets up third down and seventeen. Third and seventeen. Well, it started as a sunny day, has turned into a cloudy one here in Sioux City. Collins Jones floats this one up for grabs, and the pass falls incomplete, in and out of the hands of Kobe Johnson, and a player shaking up for Briar Cliff. Fourth down. And Briar Cliff. Corey Woodruff, who's shaken up again. He's been, first quarter, he was hurting already and had to be assisted off of the field. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. And now Woodruff being attended to. And it'll be fourth down when we resume play. You're listening to KDCR Seuss Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. And Woodruff coming off, favoring that left foot. Assisted by a couple of his teammates. Nathan Cabongo will be back to receive We're at the 31-yard line of Briar Cliff. Dort leading 58 to nothing in the last two scores. One of them a 80-yard touchdown run by Jake Carroll. The next score set up by a interception and in return by Jalen Placide. Punctuated by Michael Sonderman plunging into the end zone. And that's how we went from 44 to nothing to 58 to nothing. So unsportsmanlike conduct against the Briarcliff head coach. And that's going to be a 15 yard penalty. And that'll go from the 31 to the 16. Dennis Wagner on the Briarcliff bench, not happy at all. It has been a long season for the Chargers. Their win, a decision over Hastings. Fourth down and long. And Robinson gets it away, a high, spiraling kick. Fair catch called for by Kabongo at the 48-yard line. And that is where Dort will take over first down and 10, and they're going to mark it officially at the 49 with 9.16 left to play in the game. First down and 10 for the defenders. Ethan Thomas is your quarterback. Jake Carroll in at running back again for the defenders along with Charlie Young. Got Lucas Warner lined up in the slot. Eli Bolden to the near side. And I believe Raphael Carr is on the far side of the field. 16 seconds on the play clock. Now 10. Ethan Thomas checking the sideline. And Thomas hands it off Carroll. Carroll, the ball carrier. And Jake Carroll, straight ahead carry, picks up eight on the play. It'll be second down and two. Second and two. It's Carson Brown, wide receiver on the far side of the field. Parker Beck, right tackle, freshman from Spirit Lake. Second down and two. Dort's taking some time off of the clock. Now five seconds on the play clock. Thomas turns, hands, gives to Jake Carroll. And Carroll dragged down from behind by M.J. Montgomery, but not before Carroll picks up a first down. And Jake Carroll with that 80-yard touchdown run earlier doesn't take long to figure out that uh, from him he might be closing in on 100 yards here real soon. 58 to nothing, Dort leading, 8-12 and counting, ball game. Movement on the line of scrimmage. Everybody gets back on their side of the line of scrimmage. Jake Carroll officially 97 yards. Michael Soderman 76. Noah Clayberg ended the day with 113 yards. We won't see him again. Jake Carroll, the carry. And he picks up 70 yards on the play. And Jake Carroll now on five carries over 100 yards. Of course, 80 of those coming on that scoring play earlier in the quarter. Second down and four. So Noah Kleberg's going to end the day completing 17 of 27 passes, for three touchdown passes for 199 yards total. Levi Jungling done for the day as well. four carry, uh, Four catches, 121 yards and three touchdowns. Jungling also got used out of the backfield. Three carries for 20 yards today. Thomas hands it off to Carroll. Carroll racing to the edge. He's to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and Jake Carroll has his second touchdown of the day. He goes 31 yards up the right sideline, makes it 64 to nothing. So Jake Carroll, the backup running back, did not see time until the fourth quarter. Scores for the second time today. And he has over 130 yards of rushing offense, and he becomes Dort's leading rusher today with that 31-yard scamper. Fulton Gunderson on to attempt the point after. He's 2-for-2 so far today. 7 one left to play in the contest. Gunderson, snap is down. Coons, nice job of getting it down, but Gunderson hooked it left. First missed point after try by the defenders. On nine attempts today. And now the uh, Briarcliff Chargers will be receiving the kick when we resume play right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. 47-39. to The score over in Seward and women's basketball. Approaching the end of the third quarter. Dort down eight. Still within striking distance in Seward in that women's game. But just can't seem to get over the hump. Here in Sioux City, Dort leading 64 to nothing. Kick taken at the 18-yard line to the 20 to the 25, and not much there on the return for Michael Green, and that is where Briarcliff will start. First down and 10, football at the 29-yard line. We'll make it the 28. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Dakota Wesleyan now leads concordia in mitchell twenty eight to seventeen Deantre Collins Jones passes complete Grant Hickson with the tackle, and it looks like he got it right on right under the face mask. And losing his hat on the play was the receiver for Briarcliff, so he will check out of the ball game. That is number five for the Chargers. Brandon Fatalale, listed on the roster actually as a linebacker, but they have had to they have had to uh, do some shuffling of the deck here at Briarcliff. Gain of four on the play. It'll be 2nd and 6. He has to check out for the time being. I would imagine he'll be in on the next play. Lost his helmet after the reception, and there he goes back onto the field. Short gain on the play, on the run. It'll be 3rd down. 3rd down and 6. David Kakmarinski back into the game for the defenders. So 3rd down and 6. 5.55 left to play. So the Chargers rolling left is De'Andre Collins-Jones. And the pass complete and then fumbled out of bounds by the receiver, Aaron Okoro. is just enough for a first down. It'll be Cliff football first down and 10 at their own 40. 5.36 remaining in the game. Dort leading 64 to nothing. Our post-game show will be abbreviated this afternoon as we will want to get it out to Seward, Nebraska as soon as possible for the finish of that women's contest, that basketball game followed by the men's contest. Dort showing pressure. Deontre Collins-Jones floats it up over the top. Pass falls incomplete intended for Dawson Forsella. It'll be second down. Second down and ten. Was thirty-seven 0 nothing at halftime. Dort scored twice in the third quarter, and then have scored two in the fourth quarter. Back to pass, rolling right as Collins Jones looking down the field, pass towards the sideline, overshoots his intended receiver. Pass falls incomplete to Fatale. Brandon Fatalale. And that'll bring up third down. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. So that's Ryan Cote, I'm told, instead of Fatalale. Just like to say, Fatalale. But Ryan Cote, the intended receiver, back to pass, rolling right. Collins Jones flush from the pocket. He'll get to the edge, and he is forced out of bounds by Nathan Cabango before he gets to the first down marker. It's going to be fourth down. Fourth down. So it's going to be fourth down and three, and it looks like Cliff will go for it now at their own 40-70 yard line. Our next change of possession, however that occurs, we will take a look at the scores from the conference. Our final look at the Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard. Collins Jones, trouble, and he's going to be sacked. Another quarterback sacked by the defenders. Collins Jones unable to find a receiver. Colin Ostenink, he'll get half of that sack. The other half going to Max Kolb. And it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders, and that's the change of possession we were looking for. Dakota Wesleyan leads Concordia midway through the fourth quarters, 28-17. And it is Morningside defeating Hastings this afternoon, 57 to nothing. Those are your football scores from the conference today, made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, best at fresh. Serving the community since 1991. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 43 yard line. Handoff. And up the right sideline and forced out of bounds. Carry by Jake Carroll. So we have a flag on the play near the Briarcliff sideline. Likelihood, a hold against the defenders. I believe that's the first hold called against Dort today. So that negates the Jake Carroll run. And that'll set up first down. And it looks like 16. First and 16 for the defenders with 4.13 remaining. Well, when this season began, I had no idea if we would get to this point. And when this one is complete, we'll have completed the Dort soccer seasons, getting the complete conference schedule in for them, the complete women's volleyball schedule as well in GPAC play. Ethan Thomas turns, hands, gives to Carroll. Carroll, the ball carrier, and Jake Carroll. Gain of four on the play i give him a gain of three. It's going to be second down. Second down and eight, so a gain actually of six. Took me just a bit to recognize where that original line of scrimmage was. 325 remaining in the contest. Second down and eight. Charlie Young in the backfield along with Ethan Thomas. Dort taking their time at the line of scrimmage. So Thomas gets the snap, hands it off. Carroll, Carroll the ball carrier, and Jake Carroll down to the 30-yard line. That's another 11-yard gain on the play for Jake Carroll. And the defenders in Briarcliff Territory at the 31. First and 10 for the
0: defenders.
5: For the defenders today, Jake Carroll over 150 yards of rushing offense. First and ten, handoff, Charlie Young. Young, the ball carrier, bounces off a tackler and then is brought down after a four-yard gain on the play. It'll be second down and six. Well, maybe a little generous on the four-yard gain. More like a three-yard pickup. It'll be second and seven. Well, when this one's all done, Dort's going to have... Over 400 yards of rushing offense. Not quite 300 yards of passing offense. Be up around 700 yards of total offense. Ethan Thomas turns, hands, gives to Carroll. Carroll to the 20, trying to get to the edge, 15, and dragged down at the 12-yard line. Far sideline, he tried to get to the corner and was brought down. So Jake Carroll his ninth carry. And with the defenders up sixty-four to nothing. I think they'll go to victory formation here and put the capper on it. Dort will be able to run a play here. They'll have to run two more plays, I believe. Actually three. Ethan Thomas kneels. And there will be another snap, and then that will do it. Dort can take it under 40 seconds right here. And that, in effect, will end the ball game when this next step occurs. Dort finishing the year with back-to-back shutouts over Hastings and Briarcliff. Ethan Thomas... Waiting until it gets under 40. Now he'll line up, takes the snap, takes a knee, and that's the ball game. Dort wins it by a final of 64 to nothing. Here are your final numbers. The defenders today, a 64 to nothing win. Dort led 23 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, 30 to nothing at the half, 44-0 at the end of the third, and 64 to nothing is your final. Dort, 47 rushing attempts for 437 yards of total offense. Briarcliff, uh, pardon me, Dort, 18 of 28 through the air, 274 yards of offense. Briar Cliff 56 rushing yards, 79 passing yards. Individually for Dort, Jake Carroll in the fourth quarter, nine carries, 170 yards, had a touchdown run of 80 and he's credited with two touchdowns. Noah Clayburg, 11 carries, 113 yards. Michael Sonderman, 11 carries, 76 yards. Carter Skibach, 10 carries, 53 yards. Levi Jungling, three carries for 20 yards. Clayburgh, 17 of 27 passing, 199 yards. Anthony Trojan, one for one passing, a 75-yard completion to Levi Jungling. Levi Jungling today, four catches, 121 yards and three touchdowns. Jaden Heisman, seven catches for 74 yards. Hayden Large, four catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Eli Bolden, one catch for 11 yards. For Briarcliff, Dawson Forcella, 25 carries, 63 yards. De'Andre Collins-Jones, 6 of 18 passing for 45 yards. Caden Mitchell, 6 of 10 passing for 34 yards. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Don't have the defensive numbers, so uh, we're going to call it a day. The defenders closing out their year, 7-2, and two, best winning percentage in uh, program history. Remains to be seen if we have a playoff series in the spring. We'll find that out in the coming weeks and probably the coming months, and everything is tentative at this point. But right now what we can say is the Dort Defenders have concluded the 2020 fall schedule for soccer, cross country, women's volleyball, and now football. Football closing out the year uh, with a third place finish in the Great Plains Athletic Conference, 7 and 2, and a pair of single score losses on the schedule to front runners Morningside and Northwestern. So all in all a great season for the Defenders. And uh, we'll be totaling things up in the coming weeks, updating some career records. And uh, this senior class that is completing their fourth year of play has left have left quite the impression on the DORT football program. And they finished the year with a seven and two mark. So congratulations to Coach Joel Penner and the DORT football program finishing out the year well. Dropping Briarcliff here today, 64 to nothing for their second shutout of the season in a row. Stay tuned now. Coming up shortly, we'll be sending it to Seward, Nebraska, where the uh, Dort women's basketball team battling Concordia. Christian Zalstra is standing by. We'll get out there in just a moment.